Holy shit, that scared the hell out of me. Wow. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five, where I scared myself a lot uh, because I was doing other stuff. And when the intro started, it was like, ah. Uh, but hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five, uh, the show where we have the giant button of doom that you can use uh, your channel points on uh, and that I updated with a ton of videos. Um, and the show where today... Blue, let me finish this thought and I'll press it. Today, uh, you're we're able to you're able to call into the show. So if you have opinions on the topics that we're gonna talk about, specifically these two, this one right here and this one right here, you can call into the show. We'll get into how to do that in just a little bit. But first, I don't know what video is about to play, so enjoy. <laughs> oh, let's get it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all why on opposite sides? All right, look, look. Yo, yo, bump. I want the side switched. Listen, listen. I want to switch. It's only fair. It's only what? fair. No, no, no. This is what you're not understanding. You're going to mess up the feng shui in this one. Look, since Steve won last time, we get the Noble Force theme. So yeah, 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 yeah. We get the Noble. Yeah, I know it's random. We got to get the da 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 really good one though oh man that was awesome uh yeah it was just <laughs> yipes and uh lee chung just <laughs> singing the nova theme oh man uh but anyway uh you too can i have to click stop auto next there we go uh you too can uh activate the button by spending your channel points on the press the button uh thing on the uh on the channel rewards uh thank you blue for Pressing the button. Uh, and you can do that at any time during the show. So here's how this is going to work today. Um, we're going to, since this was a lighter news week, we're going to have a gigantic discussion about stuff. We, we're going to talk about the tired old FGC topic, open brackets versus invitationals once again. It's, it's like a, like a two-year cycle at this point. Um, I genuinely think tournament streams suck to watch. Let's improve them. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, we have a block grab. The return of block grab is here. And if we have time, we'll hit up the quick hits. For these two topics, we're going to have call-ins. Call-ins work like this. Directly through Twitch, I will pull you into a call. And then we will have a discussion. The rules to be on this call are as follows. First, you have to be dressed. And I can see you before I put you on the stream. So get dressed. Now, here's how this is going to work. Directly through Twitch, I will, if you want to uh, share your opinion, you say, hey, I would like to share my opinion. I will drag you into a chat room. And before I put you on the stream, 
I will make sure that you're suitable to be on stream, right? As in, like, you're dressed, you're not naked, uh, you don't have any, like, bigoted imagery in the background, or anything horrible like that. And if you do, you're going to get reported. The, like, the off-stream interactions are always recorded. And if you say some dumb shit on the stream, I'm not going to be held liable. You are. Thanks, Twitch, for protecting my channel while I use this feature. So, when I open up the floor, I will say something like, anybody have any opinions and wants to call in? You can say, hey, me, and then we'll bring you in. You need to have headphones on. Because if you have your speakers on, then it's just going to be an endless feedback loop and we're just going to hear scree screeches and terrible digital noises. It's going to be awful. So save us all the trouble. Save us all the trouble from screeches and all terrible noises and wear headphones. That's about it. Anything else we can work with. All right. With that out of the way, ladies and gents, I believe it do be time for us to go back to... The main squeeze offsuit patented weekly recap. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I did it wrong. I did it wrong. Hold up, hold up. Wait, it didn't stop. Why didn't it stop? What is happening? Oh no. Where'd you go? Oh no. Everything's falling apart at the seams. There. All right. Anyway, as I said, as I said before, we're going to our weekly Ace King main squeeze offsuit patented weekly recap. Yay, it worked this time. All right. I mean, it works every time. Uh... Thanks, everybody, for spamming all those recap emotes. We're going straight to CPT Middle East, the uh, Capcom Pro Tour online premiere that took place this past weekend. And it was a battle battle of the birds for the Grande Finals with Angry Bird taking it over the Big Bird. Angry Bird qualifies for Capcom Cup number nine, so congrats to them. GTR taking the bronze. Fandroid, Bashar S10, Volcano Rosso, Beam the Gamer, and Linku all rounding out your top eight. Next! There we go. We're going to South Korea for the Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Community League, uh, where Framework took the number one place, the number one spot, and qualifies for the Asia Regional Finals for the Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Community League. Congrats to them. Uh, Sneak. Taking second, hot guy, not feeling too hot that day. Taking third, soda milk, gross. Uh, can coffee, weird. Uh, Malang Jung, pounding, and Wan G. I hope I pronounced those right. Uh, all rounding out your top eight, we got Hooverick, Gulian, Sideburn Fantasy, and Goka Ward rounding out your top nine. And your top thirteens are mirror matches bad. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, next, let us head over to the big major in the North American uh, side of things. The Kumite in Tennessee, the last uh, Kumite in Tennessee tournament ever. So big thanks to everybody from KIT for all their hard work these past couple years. We're going to miss you, but we're glad you guys get to take a break. 
congratulations to them on their final successful tournament. And it was Guilty Gear Strive taken by Solstice. Solstice taking it over BBO Amiibo and Zintai to take the big first place spot. Rounding out the top eight are Element, Papu, PM Madness, Station, and Yurikov. So congrats to everybody for the big top eight appearance. Let's go to King of Fighters 15, Yurikov taking the number one spot over F Kang and Junior. Lord Coach Steve taking fourth place. Walmart, the Walmart, tying for fifth alongside Shadow King. And Yumcha, not Yamcha, Yumcha tying for seventh alongside Pivot Ace. Congrats to the King of Fighters 15, top eight for Kumite in Tennessee. Next, let's head on over to Street Fighter V, where Young Art, the TS Saban, Beast Coast, Team Spooky. I'm not sure what MA is. I wish I would have looked this up before. Uh, NYC Furby, Arturo, the Dalsim God, taking the big win at Kumite in Tennessee. Street Fighter V going out the last champion of Kumite in Tennessee. Uh, taking it above... The number two place player, Dap Vip, taking the third spot. Lord Noisy Child, taking fourth. Just Pokey, you know, just Pokey. A time for fifth. Drunk Monkey, Shinku, and your good pal Jake all rounding out the rest of the top eight. So congrats to Lord Arturo. Yeah, I'm. Look, I. It's a bit now. We have to commit to the bit. I can't say that name. <laughs> and with Steve not here, it's just gonna be empty. I don't know what else to tell you. Maybe we can get a, <laughs> maybe we can get a, a recording of Steve saying that name, <laughs> so I can play it every time he comes up. <laughs> no, but big ups to them though for real. They also won a pizza uh, last time around. I forgot what for, but I sent them a pizza. All right, uh, and last on the KIT finale was Tekken 7 taken by the Lord Shadow 20Z over L-Train Locomotive and American Whackdash. Phi, uh, Phi DX taking fourth on two and Genghis Don tying for fifth. Victim of Ritual and the Queen Cuddlecore rounding out the top eight. Washed up Cody almost getting back up to top eight but very close. Oh, uh, so close but so far uh, tying for ninth alongside the Realist, Fusion, and King Breadsticks. Uh, King Breadsticks, uh, runner for a bestie, best name of the week. Uh, the Bad Exalted, Jaceon, Please Odell the Finest, and Anya. All rounding out the rest of the top 16. And that is the end of KIT, but we're not done just yet because we had a couple of Tekken World Tour regional finals. Uh, we're starting with... The top four event for the Central America Regional Finals, and it was taken by Mexico's own Divine Exorcist 4. He's the fourth one. Taking it over Edu from Panama. Roy Tekken from the Dominican Republic taking third. And Geese Joestar from Mexico rounding out the rest of the top four. So Divine Exorcist qualifies for a trip all the way to Amsterdam for the big global finals. Congrats to Divine Exorcist 4. And last but certainly not least, South America also had its regional finals this week. And, and Bolivia's Noel qualifying for that big old trip to Amsterdam. 
over Sergio Ma Master from Peru and the rest of Peru. Uh, rounding out the rest of the top four with Sapito and Abel Del Maestro. Um, Abel Del Maestro was a uh, former winner of these regional finals, so sad to not see him there. But big ups to Noel for showing up and winning the big trip. Can't wait to see the dude. These Tekken regional or these Tekken global finals are going to be crazy. I cannot wait. Enough about the past. We need to move forward. What to watch this week? Thursday through Sunday, we got Smash Summit number fourteen at BTSS Smash. Smash. The Tekken World Tour Regional Finals for West Africa and North Africa are happening on Saturday. SNK Regional Bouts for Southeast Asia is happening on Saturday as well. Capcom Pro Tour's online premiere for Asia East happening both Saturday and Sunday. Granbu Fantasy vs. Community League for North America South 2 and EU East 2 are happening on Sunday. And the Malta Cyber Series 6 also happening on Sunday. So please go check out all of these tournaments this week. And this, ladies and gents, has been the return of... Oh, no. There we go. Uh, the weekly recap. I almost screwed up the transition there, but we got it, baby. We did it. We did it, everybody. Okay. So we have a show that's going to be very discussion-based. I want everybody to remain civil. Everybody is entitled to an opinion, but you're not entitled to be a dick. So I don't want to see anybody talking down to anybody. I just want us to have a civil discussion about where the FTC is going in the future. I, everybody agree with that? If you agree with that, let me see you hit, hit one in the chat. Press one in the chat if you agree with that. If you don't, then just don't participate, I guess. All right, cool. I'm seeing lots of one die by sword. You pay enough money for us. You, you paid us enough money. I guess you can be the one person <laughs> no we can't kick die by sword they paid enough money <laughs> that just goes to show you pay to win happens everywhere um all right so this discussion is once again permeating the twitters i, I swear it's like a two-year cycle with this stuff it feels like Last year or two years ago, we were having these discussions. We've had these discussions even before. I feel like within the lifespan of this show, as far as I've been in it, this discussion has come around about three times. So, open bracket tournaments versus invitationals, right? Which way should the FGC move forward in? Now, I'll give you my points, and then if anybody in the chat wants to join in, We'll open up the calls, and you'll be able to give your points, and we can have a discussion. Here's the sitch. The entire thing about the FGC that sets it apart from any other eSport is the open bracket format, right? The FGC, I feel like, is one of those very, very few, if not only, communities where all you have to do to participate is show up, right? You can be anyone anything, any skill level, as long as you show up, you get to play. At the minimum, you get to play two matches during the tournament, and then you get to play casuals or whatever you want to do, right? No other esport, at least that I've seen, has this kind of an advantage and this kind of a community feel, right, where everybody's involved. It's usually reserved to people who are drafted into, uh, people who are drafted into teams, or it's usually like, you know, like I don't even know how people get into 
like something like Call of Duty or something like League of Legends, Dota, et cetera, et cetera. I guess you have to be picked up by a team and then you get sent places. How do you get picked up by a team? Hell is a fine though, right? So the FGC is the most accessible esport in the world. With the introduction of online, that adds even more accessibility, right? Anyone, anywhere, at any time, as long as it lines up with the tournament, can participate. Especially if it's those open bracket tournaments. Now, the big discussion has been, should there be open bracket online tournaments in order to set up a top 16 for an event? Right? So events essentially go from open bracket events to just invitationals for people who participate in those uh, open bracket qualifiers. That is the most asinine thing I have ever heard in my life. And here's why. First, that is going to be such a huge loss of opportunity for the FTC in general. Because organizers are going to miss out on hosting people. Advertisers are going to miss out on advertising to people and making sales on location. Culturally, we're going to miss out because nobody is going to travel anymore, right? Like if it's like if you're talking my specific opinion, if this happens, like say for example, like a regional like uh, Texas Showdown. Texas Showdown is here in Texas, uh, where where I'm at. If Texas Showdown is an online qualifier where only the top 16 get to go and everyone else can go to spectate, I'm not going, right? And the same holds up for literally any other tournament. Maybe with a very with very few exceptions, but even then, it's not worth it for me to travel, right? If I don't get to play, right? So TOs are missing out. The opportunity for advertisers are missing out. Com- the community is missing out. Like, think of all the artist alleys and all of the indie games that get to show off their stuff for all these bigger events, right? Like Evo CEO, uh, Combo Breaker. Uh, think of all of the vendors that go to sell merch. Think of every literally everything at a tournament is gone because it's just going to be an invitational. Think of all the other streamers, right? Like think of uh, literally any tournament you have to have more than one stream at this point, right? Because there's multiple games happening. So Texas Showdown, for example, will have probably like two to three streams. Uh, I remember the Big E events have like four to five streams, right? So taking away this open bracket idea of anybody can go, anybody can play, because everybody is on the same level when it comes to attendance, is going to, in my opinion, ruin the FGC. Like, I think, honestly, that'll be the end of it. Because there's going to be no more incentive for anybody to travel. There's going to be no incentive for people to go to big tournaments, to, like, meet people, to go to places. It's just going to incentivize people staying at home and not attending. And the people who do the most... In the most thankless ways, the TOs are going to suffer, right? Streamer, the big streamers, right? Or not even the big streamers. I mean, like, people who, like, the the unheard of, or not unheard of, that's not what I mean. Like, the unsung streamers, right? I'm talking, like, people like BG Callisto. uh, Man, there's a, like, there's endless, endless people. Like, I remember Kick Punch Block was a stream, uh, people like Art going to like this, uh, the smaller tournaments and grinding out, you know, like the, they, they, those are the people that are going to lose out on the money that they or opportunities that they usually get, 
we're all going to lose opportunities to go see our friends, right? It's not, it's not often that, or it's, it's not normal that we get to, every once in a while, go meet up at his one community in one place, right? That's not normal in the sense of participation, right? Because with other esports, there's always like the two-tier like there's always like the two-tiered system, right? Where you have the players and the spectators. And those usually don't overlap. So when you divide the FGC like that with players and spectators, I feel like a lot of people who have done so much for the community and have been so involved are going to leave because there's no reason to be in it anymore if you can't participate, right? If your participation is being a stream monster or paying $50 to go sit in an arena, that's it. That's the end of the FGC, in my opinion. So the solution to this is to have both, right? Have a giant invitational events like Red Bull Kumite, Street Fighter League. Have them alongside these open bracket tournaments, right? I think Capcom is doing the best with this specific thing because they have the Capcom Pro Tour where it is an invitational where you get to go see who's going to win the Capcom Cup. And they have their Invitational League, Street Fighter League. They have their finals happening at Capcom Cup as well. So they're leveraging, excuse me, they're leveraging both sides of the coin to their advantage, right? Especially if they have something like a last chance qualifier. That incentivizes people to go. If you no longer have that, why go? Why spend all this money to go travel when you can just watch it at home? Nah, I mean, those are my points on this specific issue. I don't know if I'm too big of a, I don't know if I'm too big of a fan of invitationals, right? Just because, you know, we see the same people doing the same things. Maybe that'll change with Street Fighter 6. I'm not sure. Um, but it, it just feels like we always see the same faces doing the same things when there's an invitational. So unless there's more diversity in that sense, to me, invitationals feel kind of dry. With the exception of, you know, like off-the-wall invitationals, like something like uh, Summit, like Smash Summit, or, you know, Red Bull Kumite. I remember Red Bull had the, um, the, the, the Proving Grounds, Battlegrounds thing, where like three people, one from Exerd, one from Street Fighter, and one from Tekken were put into a team, and they went. That was a great idea. Stuff like that, like unusual out of the norm, out of the box invitational ideas, I think is going to be the best to have in the FGC alongside open bracket tournaments. Those are my points. Does anybody in chat agree or disagree and want to hop on? And now also as a big warning, if you do hop on the call, uh, the audio you hear from me is going to sound like ass. So, so Squidly, Squidly says that their piece is that they don't like the idea of participating uh, in tournaments as much as they do just playing with other people with the same interests. Squidly, do you go to tournaments for that or do you go to locals? I say that because I've met a ton of people who go to tournaments just to what they call pot monstering, right? Where you sign up for the tournament, you play, you do your best, and then you go play casuals, right? I've done that a lot. Hell, I do that every time I go to a tournament. You think I'm going to win something? Like, the one chance I have to maybe win something is as soon as the game comes out. 
and I find like the and I like a pull an heiress where I find the uh where I find the like the the dead shot. <laughs> um, once in a blue moon, yeah. So I'm assuming you like uh, playing online and you like hanging out with friends and playing like that. That's perfectly fine as well, and that can absolutely coexist coexist with an open bracket tournament, right? Like the idea of being somebody in the outside looking in can absolutely coexist with an open bracket. However, a large portion of the FGC is going to be left out in the dust and they will not be able to coexist with an invitationals only format. That's where I'm at. So I'll open it up once again. How long have we been going? It's been 30 minutes. Uh, I'll open it up once again. Anybody in chat want to hop on? This is your chance. I'm going to take a sip of water while I wait for the response. And if not, we'll just move on to the next one. And boy, the next topic I got some opinions on. <laughs> okay, water has been consumed. Let's move on to the next topic. Tournament streams. I've said this for a long time. And I think it's finally coming to a head where I have not enjoyed watching a tournament from home for a long time. I watch tournaments because I have to at this point. I don't think the viewer experience is good, nor do I think the impact that tournament streams have on an offline event are good. Let's get into it. First, the current format of tournament streams for the FGC are awful, both on location and as a stream monster. What do I mean by that? Too much time between matches, right? When you're sitting at home watching a tournament, you want to see something progress. But more often than not, there is so much waiting, and it all adds up so long that it just feels like, I'm, it just feels like you're wasting time, right? Especially recently, where we've had the issue with Twitch ads, and we've had the issue with the gigantic list of sponsors, which gigantic list of, list of sponsors is great. However, when it starts diminishing the quality of what we're putting out, there's a problem. So I did a little bit of research before signing on today, and I'm going to share with you exactly what I mean. So let's look at KIT. Happened this past weekend. Let's look at one top eight stream, specifically the Tekken top eight. Here's how long, and we're going to watch the whole thing. Here's how long it takes between a match for a top eight at KIT. He snaps the leg. He gets the sweep with six seconds left. Oh, nice break. Nice break. Oh, oh, that was sick, actually. I'm a fan. Oh, in two with the comeback. Wow. The classic. Man. Victim of ritual. All right. I didn't expect that down four two to completely whiff at the end there. Oh my god! This man got the stance to launch at the end. The sway goes underneath. Yeah. That was sick. Man. Well, Bro, that, that was, was that sick. was definitely uh, that was an excellent <laughs> match. Man, that was sick. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Abstract says both their hair is immaculate. <laughs> so this has been a minute no since the game no has cap. ended. What what a comeback, bro! I cannot believe that. Owen two snapped out of it right now. Now the Damn. 
Now the commentators are starting to stall. Right? It's good. And this is like nothing. Like this is not me shit talking the commentators at all because that's not what this is about. We'll talk about that later. We are about to see all oh, the, the It's a minute and a half. Final, um, the final losers round one match, Cuddlecore versus Shadow. I thought and that, Ooh, Cuddlecore you know, versus Shadow? The, how things placed, it really sucks. Man, it sucks that we already had the recap, so spoiler. So it would have been nice if say it was swapped up with where maybe one of them went to victim or okay. uh, you know, or Owen two. But they have to yeah, so this is going to be good, though. Because See, I'm already, like, starting to itch, I mean, right? Historically, uh, I don't know if it's just me with times in tournaments, yeah. so. high anxiety. I'm just curious if um, Shadow's going to go with Safina or Claudio. He played I don't know if it's just me with high anxiety or not, but I'm already starting to itch, uh, right? And, won, and, put him in and it's only been two minutes. Spoiler alert. We're not even halfway there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's really weird. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah, Shadow plays a lot of characters. So. <laughs> you get that checked out. <laughs> hey, I, don't I go know, to a psychiatrist. Looking strong, and it's funny. We were just talking about scenes, um, not per se dying out, but you know the the tournament life of certain scenes kind of dying. It's not a rash. It's anxiety, yet, right? Scenes like four, four, like we've like, just hit tries. the halfway yeah. point. And again, I there, there's no disrespect to these commentators, right? That's not what this is about, because they're they're doing what they need to do. They're doing their job right now. They're vamping. I mean, just like Greg that used to be the one that ran four four. He's just like Ian Vandy here, just super efficient, super quick. I thought we were gonna be there really late. It was really fast. Hey, we do this, man. We do this. All and right. I was thinking, I was thinking to myself before I came to this tournament. And now this is this also isn't exclusive to KIT, right? This happens in every stream where like there's this much time between you know, matches. CEO where it's where it's super huge, and you kind of you know you're stuck in your little bubble with your with your close scene and with your friends. Am I saying they should be playing an ad? Like no. Like, um, four hundred four and like Frosty Fousies that are more of like this tournament seven. There's more of like a homey Absolutely not. Community. Also, I should probably turn off the ticker because I forgot to update it because I'm a dumb dumb. Uh, they hit a little different. I will say they always like going, especially the, I always enjoyed coming here because you just get to see there a lot of people you normally don't. Uh, you, you All right. Just catch up, you know, it's like you catch up They're finally starting to get into right, the match now. Yeah, it's, it's nice. it's now, are they going to do a button check? All right, we got Claudio. Are they going to do a button check? Yes or no? We don't know what's happening. Still waiting. We're finally getting there. This is bittersweet for these two, though. They play all the time. And they, all they, the you know, time. Really, really love them. And... Tremendously good top players, for sure. Stop the clock. Can anybody tell me how long it took for us to watch that whole thing? I want somebody to answer this, because I know how long it was. Anybody? 
Who's got some guesses? Is anybody looking at a watch? If you were looking at a watch, three minutes felt like 10 minutes. That means Cena did feel like 10 minutes, right? That was five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes from the end of one match to the beginning of the other. So those poor commentators had the stall for five minutes, right? Now imagine, and this isn't a top eight. This is match number two. Right? How many? So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's eleven to twelve matches. So that's an hour. Ten matches? Eleven with a reset. Okay, sorry. So that's fifty minutes. If those breaks continue to be five minutes, right? To me, that's a long time. And I don't know, again, I don't know if it's anxiety. I don't know if, like, I just have ADD. I don't know what it is. But I, I hate it. I hate it, right? Now, here's the thing. This isn't even the worst of it. This big issue came to a head at Evo. So we're not going to watch the whole thing because just standing here for five minutes already is like, I, I just, I just want to go jump out of my window, right? And I live on the first floor apartment, so I'm not going to get hurt. Well, maybe I might, like, get a boo-boo. But, um, yeah, I just, I just want to like, like jump out of my window. It's awful. So we're not going to do that again. However, let's take a look at Top 8 at Evo. This is Top 8 at KOF. But no punishment there. Oh. That's going to be not, not quite. One more. Those going to do it. It's big. What's he got? No. Oh, drop. The spacing. That uh, was the... Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, that's it. Last it. Holding together. Stay in front. Start the clock. That's so unfortunate, Paco. North America's last hope is eliminated by Lasted from Korea. And what a set that was, Alpaca. Oh, most certainly, man. Paco now, just couldn't find the strength to overcome that onslaught. <laughs> okay, I didn't expect that to. <laughs> I didn't expect that to do that. Even in defeat, they can see there's a lot of good camaraderie there. We are a community at the end of the day. That's right. And I'm loving to see it. Yeah, man. Uh, so oh, really, I'm trying uh, to get it back to 100. See, uh, lasted, you know, continuing his run in this bracket. Oh, that uh, shit was funny. All right. I'm going to fast forward. But we're about a minute after the match ended. We're about a minute after the match ended. Here's a blast for the past. So we got to wait three minutes. Then we got this countdown. Then we have the intro. And... Oh, I guess this recording didn't even pick it up. Uh, yeah, Blue was in the crowd for that. I was in the crowd for that. Now, I fast-forwarded a little bit, but chat. Guess how long it was between that, between those two matches. And now, granted, I picked the specific match for a reason. Blue says probably seven minutes. Anybody else? 500 seconds? Was that like eight minutes? No. Ten minutes? That post-break ad for the Sony thing was hella long. Yeah, it was. Uh, Blue nailed it right on the head. It was seven minutes. Seven minutes. And Blue, you and I were there on the floor. And it felt like it took forever, right? Now, remember, Evo was the, was the tournament where we had the issue. Eight minutes and 33 seconds? Okay. Sorry, I was close, though, right? Um, now, Evo was, had the issue where the Twitch ads compounded with 
the sponsor ads. Ads pay the bill, love it or hate it. I absolutely agree. And I have a solution to this, but I just want to prove my point. I have one more. This is Mortal Kombat the day before. This is Mortal Kombat Top 8. Foxy Grandpa taking Foxy Grandpa takes an extremely close match. And I feel like he's just looking for it. Looking for the progression. Because up next. Alright, let's skip ahead. Now I specifically picked this because are we witnessing the change? I specifically picked this because we have replays into ad reads into commercials more commercials into blast from the past to kill more time into we'll be right back with no countdown there it is stop the clock now can you guys tell me how long that was obviously it's a little hard to gauge because i'm fast forwarding through it right but we had one for five. We had one for seven. This was the big issue at EVO, where we had the Twitch ads on top of the uh, sponsorship ads. Hit me with it. Who's got some guesses? Six. Got blue with six. Who else? Anybody else got some guesses? That look long at AF? Three? Nine-ish? Nine? Hours? It did feel like hours. Three hours. Okay, now I see what you're saying. <laughs> this was the most egregious one. It was 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Again, this is top eight. So add that up. 15, that's two hours. So add that up. That's an hour and a half. No, sorry. Two, two and a half hours. That's two and a half hours. Right? So the time is adding up. Now, I can sit here and complain about ad reads and complain about how long it takes between games until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> However, I have some solutions. And I've, I've, I think I've said these before. The solution to shortening these ad breaks, granted, mind you, the issue is not only the ad breaks. As I, show, as I showed you at KIT, there were no ad breaks. It was just straight between matches and it still took five minutes. Is five minutes a long time? It feels like it from here, right? I could be crazy. Um, granted, there's... If you think I'm being unreasonable, I have solutions. Let's talk about it. Ads. Evo had the issue where they had to run Twitch ads on top of their sponsorship ads. So how do we fix this issue? How do we make it so that we separate these ads or advertise the sponsors in a more creative way? The answer, not necessarily simple, but I have a solution. Have you guys ever watched NASCAR? Or like any like local racing? Like I watch Formula One, but like, let's talk NASCAR, right? I don't usually watch NASCAR, but every once in a while I'll see it. Have you ever heard the name of one of the races? The races are like... This is the, like, for example, it's like, welcome to NASCAR on Sunday for the big race. This is the Pennzoil Penske, Pennzoil Penske Auto Body Shop, uh, Jay Mueller, Grant uh, Lawyer, 
uh, services, uh, car body shop, uh, Indiana 500, Daytona 500, right? Like they name off all of the advertisers as the title of the race, right? Like, yeah, Money Green has an idea here, like soccer in the NBA where sponsors change. So here's the thing. They literally call those title sponsors, right? Yeah, Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief Daytona 500. The Coke 400, right, exactly. So instead of running those damn ads for five minutes, why don't we name every pool station a different brand, right? On location, you can even have the company brand the pool stations, right? You can have them bring, like, tell you what color they are so you can get uh, the specific, like, tablecloth. You can have their product at the pool, at the pool right? Like, you could have, like, Totino's, the Totino's uh, Pool A for Guilty Gear Strive, right? Or you can have, like, the Red Bull Pool B for Street Fighter, right? Like, instead of having, like, Pool A1, A2, Red Bull 1, Red Bull 2. Totino's one, Totino's two, right? Uh, like, what, what were some other some of those other ads? Let me look here. Uh, Astro headphones, pool C, right? Like Intel, pool D, Alienware, right? Like, so each block of advert or each block of the stream becomes a title sponsor instead of listing every goddamn thing. So that specific sponsor gets more screen time at their designated time, and you can even establish like a little bit of a pay tier with, you know, the mainstream games having to pay a little bit more earlier in the morning, having to play a little bit less. The Hori Pool H, exactly, right? People would still be confused. Blue, that's, <laughs> unfortunately, you can't, like, you, you, you can't herd cats, right? <laughs> I mean, you could try. But, and this is just one solution to it, right? Where on location, each pool gets branded by the company or each pool station gets branded by the company. Each specific pool block is branded by one company. So for a tournament like KIT, for example, where we had, I'm going to pull up the KIT Twitter, uh, KIT Twitter, because I want to look at their, I want to specifically look at their pool schedule for Friday. Here it is, Friday. So, 4.30 p.m. is when everything started on Friday. It started with Dead or Alive 6, Injustice, Undernight in Birth, and Multiverses 2v2s. And these are just pools, right? Granted, Dead or Alive 6, I think, was the entire bracket because it was a smaller tournament. But the point here is, how many pools did they run through? There's the question. Depending on how many pools they ran through is how many advertisers you could have shown off so instead of running five minutes of advertisers back to 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 back you have one advertiser for a two minute ad or a one minute ad or you don't even have ads at all since it's already a title sponsor you can just say hey this is the hori pool and then you have the hori stick behind the commentators you know like, we have to be more creative with the way we advertise stuff because, the, like, the way we've been doing it is getting to the point where we're getting enough advertisers for, big, for bigger tournaments where the quality of the stream and the quality of the tournament itself when you're on location is being diminished, right? And this isn't an issue just for top eight either. Like, 
uh, one of my, I think the biggest reason why I don't compete anymore and the biggest reason why I've always struggled with competing, I think, right? Because I don't know what the alternative is and how I would feel with the alternative. But whenever I have to play someone either on stream or someone who is coming off of a match on stream, I'm delayed by at least an hour, right? That's like an hour and a half of my day gone that I have to just sit there waiting, right? And that's for literally like every person who's trying to play on stream. It holds up the bracket. It holds up the pool. It holds up everything. So implementing something like this where you don't have to stop for ads. Granted, with Twitch, you still might have to stop for uh, three minutes or whatever. But I think that's way more negotiable than running five minutes of sponsor ads and then waiting for three minutes for ads, right? Creatively titling and branding things for the advertiser lets that advertiser get a lot more attention than they would otherwise and streamlines the whole process. Like, for example, do you guys remember the one Evo where it was like just Arxis all the time? Like Arxis had a booth at Evo. They like they had like a billion games that were on Sunday finals. I think it was like 2018 or 2019. I think it was the year that Strive got announced. Uh, like, if there's a developer that is going that ham and giving you that much money, have them be the title sponsor. Like, this is this is the Capcom Evo or something like that, right? Granted, then there's going to be, you know, like, uh, conflict of interest and all that, I think. But therein lies the big issue with the ads. We just need to be more creative to show sponsors more love rather than just running a pile of ads that nobody's going to pay attention to. Is this an easy solution? Absolutely not, right? And also, I probably should have prefaced this. I mean, absolutely no disrespect to people who run streams. That's a thankless job, and that's a very difficult and stressful job on top of everything else. So this isn't me shitting on how people are, or this isn't me shitting on the people that do it. This is me shitting on the standard that we've gotten used to. You feel me? Let's move on to one other issue. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. As a player and as a viewer, pools tend to drag, right? I mentioned earlier that if somebody, if you're playing somebody who just came from a stream match or if you're playing on stream, that's an hour of your time that's going to get wasted because you're waiting to play on stream, right? So... How do we streamline that process? It's easy for me to say, hey, just do it this way and then not do it. So I'm in the process of actually experimenting with this. But I believe the easiest way to fix this is to not have stages for pools, like stream stages for pools, but rather have one of the setups be attached to a capture card. Have one of the setups on each pool station be attached to a capture card so that instead of having to wait ages for people to play on or off stream, you can just jump to a pool match that's starting. Well, bam, watch that match. Cool, that was great. Let's go to another one, right? That takes a little bit more coordination because you have to then figure out a match that's starting when one immediately ends. That takes a little bit more technology, right? Because you're adding one extra piece of things to the river of 
gigantic uh, technology, like pile of technology that's already running. But the so like this will help streamline pools in a way that pools are going to run more efficiently because you're not waiting for people to play on stage. We still get to watch matches and we get to watch matches at a higher frequency. So then you can have blocks where you can watch four to five matches instead of watching two matches and then waiting five minutes for an ad break, right? So you can have an entire pool block run. You can watch five matches. Once the pools are over, then you run the ads, you take a break, you switch commentators if they're getting tired. Next pool block comes in, well, bam, we're back at it. You feel me? You want to play at the Budweiser <laughs> stations? Oh, boy. Granted, Bud Light sponsored a big thing, so I guess maybe they don't care much about alcohol anymore. <laughs> Although the, the YP thing is still hilarious to me, and they probably wouldn't approve of that very much. So therein lies a solution to the problem. Another solution is there's a codec called NDI. This makes it a little bit complicated, but NDI is what I use here at home, where you can transmit a video and audio feed via an, inter uh, an, an ethernet cable, right? So if you set up a network at a tournament, you can essentially have each station be its own NDI source that you can then pull in whenever you want. This especially would go great when tournaments start going full PC. And this is something that I had a uh, discussion with Art about, where you can essentially, if you have PC-only tournament, like you had Defend the North, for example, each station has the PC tied to an ethernet, that is sending an NDI feed. It won't hamper the gameplay because NDI is very, um, it's not very resource intensive, right? Like I run NDI, like when I was streaming Street Fighter Six, I ran NDI uh, on it while the game was running at full, uh, full graphics and it was perfectly fine. So when you have something like that set up, you can then capture literally anything and you can have, you can see every, uh, Input, so you can see when matches are starting, when matches are ending and everything. That is, I think, a solution that is going to be a lot easier to handle on the production side because you just have a giant list of sources instead of having to physically switch everything. You feel me? So that's another solution to this issue. And again, because the stream would then reflect what's going on in pools instead of the stream hampering what's going on in pools, I think there will be a better experience both for the viewer and for the player. Because if you get put in a match on stream, you probably won't know about it, which means, granted, I guess that takes away, I, I do agree that that does take away like the big stage, right? And as I was saying, like one of the big things about attending a tournament is everybody starts on even footing so if you get paired up with someone if you're not yourself a player a big name player but you get paired up with a big name player there's a chance you'll be playing on the big stage right i guess in that sense that is taking away a little something of it right however we're gonna take a big stop because we're getting raided so actually before i even get into it for those of you that have never been here before hi my name is elon this is best of five we're a weekly fgc talk show we go over tournament results and we talk about new game updates or releases, and we chat about FGC things in general. Um, today, we're talking about, we're specifically talking about tournament streams that suck and how we're going to improve it. But 
EBGBs has just redeemed press the button. So I have this giant emergency button here. Uh, and I have to press it now. So here we go. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> the button didn't work. Why is the button not working? It, there we go. If I don't show up, if I don't show up at 10 a.m. for Street Fighter Pools, you know where to find me. I'll be in my room. Look, man, I got a whole cartridge full of this. Eight bullets. Let's go. Eight bullets. Eight bullet spinning on this right give me, now. Give me one of those, yipes. Give me one. Right here? Right, right, right in the dome piece. Right. Ah! <laughs> there you go. I, my brother. There we I go. needed that. <laughs> Dude, this playlist is so good. So, for those of you that are new, this button is tied to a playlist of various clips from Based Monster, which is an old, old FGC YouTube channel that used to clip bizarre moments in tournaments, right? Much like what you just saw K Brad getting shot in the head by Yipes. Damn, did you guys get ads during that? No. <laughs> How long has it been since you heard that name? Right? Dude, Base Monster was my go-to, man. And it's hilarious because, like, I was at some of those tournaments. So watching the Base Monster highlight after I got home, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Back to the discussion. We were talking about tournament streams and how they suck and how we can improve them. I was specifically talking about the pool delay. Delaying pools, right, when you're, when you're there competing... If you get put on a stream or if you're playing somebody that just played on stream, an hour of your day is gone. You just have to sit there and wait, right? So I said a couple of the solutions were either to put capture cards on the streaming or on the pool setups themselves or have an NDI thing for a PC-only tournament where each PC is then a source on its own. So like that, instead of the stream dictating how the tournament goes, the stream reflects how the tournament is going, right? You're still going to get time to run ads between pools, right? When you switch pool blocks, you're still going to have commentators. You're still going to be able to, with our other solution for ads, if you're branding those pools, you're still going to be able to give love to the advertisers and to the people who are, uh, paying you to uh or paying you in order to sponsor you right you're still going to have time for all of that you're still going to have a chance to do all of that but the frequency of the matches increase the energy of the stream increases and the viewing experience is going to be a billion times better because of it it's going to get to a point where you want to take those breaks right that is my second point first point was about the ads second point was about uh it interrupting tournaments. This does not, by the way, the, the thing about interrupting tournaments does not apply to top eight. Does not apply to top eight. Audio distortion sucks. Dude, underscore, I 100% agree with you. However, a lot of the bigger tournaments have already implemented this. Getting it to other people who aren't so lucky to be, to have great equipment is difficult because it's expensive, right? Money solves everything. At the end of the day, like life is pay to win and it sucks that it's that way, but you know, we live when we live. So my first point was about the stream getting the stream interrupting the tournament. My second point was about the ads, which compounded with the, uh, the first point. My third point 
comes by way of a tweet that I saw right before I started the show. Literally, right before I started the show, I looked at Twitter, and then I saw this tweet by Cloud809. 805, sorry. It's a little bit squished because I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> but Cloud805 tweeted out saying, Some friends and I last night were talking about how they watch most events muted. I asked why, and they responded, because of the commentators. I've seen others mention that they do this as well. What can some current and newer commentators improve on for you to unmute them? That is an excellent question. This is a very hard question to answer, and it's a very difficult topic to talk about without, like, what, what is the word I'm trying to say here? Without like making it seem like the commentators are doing something wrong, because at the end of the day, they're not. Without hurting feelings, yeah, I guess that too. But I, at the end of the day, I don't think, I don't think the commentators are doing anything wrong, with few exceptions, right? But one of the points that Cloud hit on on those tweets is that it feels like commentary itself, outside from the top people like Say Jam, Yipes, like Vicious, right? Like Saint Cola, friend of the show. Had his birthday this week. Happy birthday to him. Commentary outside of the big names has become very homogenized. In the sense that people who haven't found their voice. And I don't mean like, I don't mean this in a bad way. I just mean like people who either aren't talented or haven't had a lot of experience. They make the mistake of thinking, hey, I need to impress this audience. And instead of being themselves, they'll imitate their favorite commentator, right? As a learning mechanism, that's excellent to do. As a learning mechanism, imitation of what you like is what you should do. However, when you have everybody trying to imitate Yipes or everybody trying to imitate Sejam, everybody trying to imitate Vicious, everybody trying to imitate Tasty Steve, everybody asking for noise, right? When it gets to the point where everybody's in this learning phase and they're, and instead of like find, and while they're searching for their voice, what comes out is an imitation of someone else, it feels like things are homogenized. That's difficult to listen to, right? Because at the end of the day, if I'm listening to somebody who sounds like Sejam or sounds like Rip or sounds like Vicious, I'd rather just go listen to the real thing. And this isn't any disrespect to the people who are doing this because, again, that's how you learn. And this isn't their fault, right? That's just like a natural inclination that we have, either through uh, the learning process or insecurities or whatever. But nobody's going to be a better Sejam than Sejam. Nobody's going to be a better Vicious than Vicious. Nobody's going to be a better Yipes than Yipes. On the same token, nobody's going to be a better you than you, right? Nobody is going to commentate like you do if you're being yourself. That's difficult. Ultra David does a good say gem. That's really funny. <laughs> That's really funny. And uh, to clue you guys in on this joke, it's because Ultra David and say gem sound very alike. They commentate very differently, but they sound very alike. <laughs> That's actually really fucking funny. Good shit, die by sword. He pays the win. He paid the win. So I have to laugh at his jokes. Granted, that joke was actually funny. So at the end of the day, going back to what I was saying earlier about how our community is so inclusive, right? We're undoubtedly the uh, like one of the most diverse 
communities when it comes to esports. And I started working in esports recently, and I got to tell you, I come from uh, an improv comedy background and a music background. Two of the widest industries, <laughs> classical music background, two of the widest industries that exist. Esports is wider than, like at least my experience with esports has felt wider and less diverse than improv comedy or classical music. And that's saying something. The FGC is this really bizarre oasis where because of open bracket tournaments, because all you have to do is show up, it is incredibly diverse. More so than any other esport, and I'm willing to bet money, I'm willing to bet my life on. So because we have such a diverse community, we have a lot of unique voices. Like we don't need, we don't need to have everybody uh, copying everybody or anybody, right? We all have our own voices. But again, the imitation comes from a place of learning. So it's, it's one of those things where those commentators start out that way, but the more they commentate, they'll start finding their own voice. And that takes work. The other issue is inaccuracies in commentary. That comes from studying, right? We're getting to a point in the FGC where commentary is getting very, very, very competitive, right? Again, because anybody can show up and do it. Not everybody can show up and do it well. You feel me? So because commentary is getting very competitive, the standard for commentary is increasing, which means we can't have the days of the past where oh, I've never played this game, but you need somebody for commentary. Let me sit down, right? I, I, I think back to, I think back to, what was it? It was a Wednesday night fight stream. This was like the second, like the second rendition of Wednesday night fights when they were in the esports arena in Orange County where they needed a, somebody to commentate and some random guy sat down and Valle sat down with him and he goes, hey, my name's Alex, who are you? To Valle, right? <laughs> So it was their first time. And I mean, no disrespect to that person, right? I, it's a funny situation. It's not that person's fault. That person was actually very, very brave to step on commentary, right? So no longer do we have the days of where you can just, unless you, with local communities, right? Local, locals is a whole different beast. I'm talking about like regional, like larger tournaments. No longer do we have the luxury of like just pulling random people into commentary and then they entertain the stream. It wasn't his fault. He was, yeah, exactly. Like, it's no disrespect to that guy at all. As a matter of fact, I admire the hell out of that guy because he sat down to do it, right? That, that, like, that takes hella bravery. Because the FGC is evolving, commentary has to evolve. And commentary is evolving, right? Vicious is in Street Fighter VI. I'm still in awe of that, right? Um, I, I've, I felt very happy that I was at Evo when I saw Tasty Steve and James Chen get announced for Street Fighter VI commentary. It was very exciting. And they're able to get there because they do it so often, right? And because they do it so often, they have the ability to practice both on-stream, on-tournament, and off-stream, off-tournament. I remember... I don't know if Vicious is still here. He probably left at this point, which is perfectly fine. But I remember I went to Capcom Cup 2016. I think it was Capcom Cup 2016. And I saw Vicious do commentary at the esports arena. And he was very nervous, right? 
like you could see it all over his face. He was so nervous. I think that was like his first time commentating at Capcom Cup. And I saw him afterwards, like after he stepped off of his commentary block, and he was just like looking right at the ground. Like he was just staring right at the ground. Like he was just like in his own head. And I I I didn't know Vicious at the time, but I patted him on the back. I was like, dude, you're nervous, man. You're doing great. Just go do your thing. And then he did. And look where he is now. Because of me, he's in Street Fighters. I'm kidding. Not because of me. <laughs> but anyway, that anecdote kind of gave me the realization that I'm privileged in the sense that because I did classical music and because I did improv comedy, I'm kind of built for performance, right? I'm used to being on stage. I'm used to addressing people. I'm used to streaming. I'm used to, you know, making a fool of myself. Like, I kind of don't care about me anymore. I just do whatever, right? Not everybody has that kind of experience, nor does everybody have that kind of outlook, right? And that's in itself a skill that has to be learned. But look at Vicious now. He, he is swinging above his weight, in my opinion. He's holding his own. His presence on camera is amazing. He's in Street Fighter VI. That's all you need. That's all you need. You feel me? Last but not least, while we're talking about commentators, my last point is not so much about commentary itself, but... The overall presentation of a show. The overall presentation of a fighting game stream. I hate going to a tournament, sitting down to watch some matches, and not being able to hear commentary. Commentary is a hard job that doesn't pay well. Yeah, like I said, all of these jobs are completely thankless, but they're so important, right? They're unbelievably important. And... I prefaced this before I started uh, diving into this topic. This discussion is not meant to, it's not meant to put anyone down. It's not meant to, like, I'm not saying the streamer suck. I'm not saying the commentator suck. That's not what I mean. What I mean is the standard for what we experience in the fighting game scene has gotten to a point that I have a hard time consuming it, right? That's where we're at. I did not realize it's 930. The show's almost over, but... I'm going to go a little bit later, just for the sake of finishing, and we have a block grab. Olsen, whenever you're editing this, I'm sorry it's been so long. This is an important topic. It's, a, it's also like a very delicate topic, right? About the reason casual listeners lose interest. I don't think it's even just casual, in, uh, ca- casual listeners, because I have a hard time watching tournament streams at this point, right? Like, if I didn't have to run this show, I would not be watching tournaments, I feel like I have better stuff to do or things that occupy my brain in a better way. But anyway, sorry, I'm like going into a billion tangents. Let me finish my thing that I'm going to open up the floor for discussions. The last bit of this is the presentation itself. I am so tired of seeing commentators get hidden away behind the stage, right? I think that disconnects the commentators from what's actually happening. I believe a way to present a stream better, a way to help the commentators be more connected to what's happening in the scene, or not in the scene, but like in the venue, and also helps the commentators supplement their commentary with more observation, is to have the commentators on stage next to the players, right? Like say, this is a diagram of the stage right here, this is the stream setup. Have the commentators like this, where they're, sorry, like this. Holy shit. 
I'm, I'm dying. Like this. Where they can see the players. They're off to the side of the stage, so they're not taking attention away from the players. They can see the players, and they can see the crowd. That will absolutely help commentators' energy. It will help with the commentators' uh, context, right? Because one of the big issues when you're watching a match is if you're watching a match from home is you can't see how the players are reacting to things, right? The commentators have the luxury of having like the little screens and stuff so they can see it and they can maybe call it out every once in a while. But could you imagine if you have the commentators on stage and Daigo gets like the stupidest whiff punish on Tokido and Tokido goes. And when you have the commentators facing both the players and the crowd, Right, and I love what Combo Breaker does by putting commentary with the crowd. However, having the commentators face the crowd, I think, would make for a better presentation. Would make for it would make for a better presentation. Would help feed the commentators that energy, right? Instead of them either being tucked away backstage, uh, where they where like they can't see or hear anything, and it would kind of help solidify everything. It would make everything a complete package so that when you're watching at home, the commentators can tell you what's happening in the crowd. The commentators can tell you what's happening with the players. The commentators can tell you what's happening with the game. The commentators can also interact with the players, can interact with the crowd, right? That, I think, is going to help build this out as a much better package than what we're currently seeing where the commentators are off in their own little bubble. You feel me? It makes it more of a community type of thing instead of a sterilized esports version of it. Like, man, could you imagine, like, somebody in pools... This is antithetical to what I was saying earlier. Imagine somebody in pools beats someone like, I don't know, like some person from who we've never seen before goes to their first tournament and they beat someone in pools like men RD. They'll be excited as hell, right? I could see them like going over to the commentary desk, giving high fives. Could you imagine that kind of interaction with players and commentators and players and audience? I think that would make for such a better presentation than what we currently have. Evo tries to fix this by having two types of commentators. They have the commentators that are hidden somewhere in the arena that you can't see or hear them, and they have crowd commentators, right? I think that's a great idea. However, I don't think it solves this problem because the crowd commentators are great, right? I remember, what was it? This Evo, it was... I saw L.I. Joe a lot. I saw St. Cola. I think I saw Vicious doing crowd commentary. I could be wrong about that. Um, Tasty Steve, man, I, I don't think I'll ever forget this. It was legit like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Right when Tekken was about to start, all I hear is, oh, here we go. And it was Tasty Steve. And then I see Tasty Steve just like run out into the audience and he's like in like some kind of stance, like ready to like karate chop someone in the face. And then he asks for noise and everybody goes crazy, right? That kind of stuff was awesome. But if you're not sitting close to where this action is happening, you're missing it. 
I think I was in a very good spot where I could see the commentators. But if you're sitting up in the nosebleeds or if you're like if you showed up late and you got some seats all the way in the back, that experience goes out the window. Granted, you could still hear them and it's great. But that feeling of energy like radiating off of the commentators themselves completely goes away. So put them on stage. That's the solution. Right. Okay. That was a lot. I did not expect to talk on that topic for like an hour, but I just had a lot of feelings about it. Does anybody in the chat have any opinions? Sorry, you muted. You couldn't stand the commentary. Man, it's a good thing you're paid to win. <laughs> and you have that founder's badge. <laughs> uh, you're all for the Coke 400 pools idea? Yeah, I think, look, it's very easy for me to sit here as someone who has TO'd one or two tournaments has run the stream for one or two, or two tournaments and has just played in a lot. From where I'm standing, these are solutions. From the people who actually have their boots on the ground, maybe that's something they've already tried and haven't been able to pull it off. Who knows? All I'm saying is the, way, the direction that fighting game streams are going makes it so difficult to watch, right? The only way I can watch a fighting game tournament is if I'm watching it with Eris, right? Like, as if I'm watching it with Eris, or if I'm watching it with Rixta, or if I'm watching it with another streamer, right? It's so dry to watch without, like, somebody to, like, dance in front of your face. I used to watch it a lot with Flo. When Flo streamed, we would have, like, crazy long weekends watching tournaments. It was great. Because you got to hang out with your friends in the community that you were in for the streamer. You got to hang out with the streamer. And you got to enjoy the tournament. With the way things are going with longer ad breaks, especially because Twitch is forcing people to run ads now, right? Like, there's no more option. You, what Twitch is forcing you to run ads. We have to be creative and work around it so that the experience both on location and at home is more enticing. So that our scene can grow. And so that... Everybody gets to have more fun. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. This segment has been gone for a long time, but it's about time we return it. We return to it. So it's time for a block grab. Do it. Block grab. Damn, I just realized I think this might be the first block grab I've done since uh, Ace King Offsuit retired. Oof. Anyway, on this week's block grab, remember how I was talking about Street Fighter VI avatars? We're going to block grab horrendous Street Fighter VI avatars from the beta. For those of you that were not around, uh, Street Fighter VI now has a character creator, and we, fortunately, we got played, or we got picked to play in the beta, and I made a ridiculous avatar. I was not the only one. A lot of other people made completely ridiculous avatars. So, the way Block Grab works is, if you like what you see, you type grab in the chat, because I don't have a grab emote just yet. If you don't like what you see, you block it. And we do have a follower's block emote, so all you have to do is follow the channel. And that's it, right? We have a couple of these to go through, and my opinion no longer matters. Chat, your opinion matters, so get ready for your blocks and grabs. Here is the first one. Boober Boober with the extremely, extremely tiny hip, ridiculously wide shoulder, cat paws, 
and calves that make any cyclist jealous. Block or grab? I see two grabs. Anybody else? I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll grab it as well. You feel me? That's a hella grab. Block underscore blocked. So we got <laughs> die by sword ran away. Die by sword with your avatar. You cannot. <laughs> Easy peasy block. Squidly kind of grabs. All right, all right, all right. Let's go to our next one. And this one is a famous one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Giuna. <laughs> Blocker grab on Giuna. I'm grabbing. You feel me? Thick thighs save lives. And I think that is this person's uh, entire, uh, entire reason for living. Is thick thighs save lives and thick necks get, do becks. I don't know. Those aren't thighs. <laughs> Oh, this one, this one is a little controversial. So we got a couple grabs, a couple blocks. Die by sword is drive impacting it. Thick of sickly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The Giuna is a little, little bit of a split. Now, this next screenshot does include Giuna. However, we're looking at the person on the right. All right. Looking at the person on the right. Minnow. Ladies and gentlemen, block or grab. The avatar on the right. I'll block, and here's why. The, the leg hair. Like, I don't mind hair. But, man, that makes it difficult for me. I don't, I don't think I can hit. Like, literally, like, that's the first thing my, eye went, my eyes went to. The first thing my eyes went to. Okay, this one's a little bit more unanimous. So, everybody except for Squidly goes with a grab. The Chad Minnow versus the Frigid June. <laughs> Dude, you know, if, if it wasn't for the leg hair, I would totally grab because that uh, the goatee is, or not the goatee, what's that? The handlebar mustache? Solid. Absolutely 100% solid. But that looks like an almost unanimous grab. So good stuff, good stuff. This one I found today. I hadn't seen this one before. Let's take a look at this guy. Ladies and gents, blocker grab. Again, it's the hair. It's. I think it's the fact that they have... I think it's the fact that they have hairy calves, but there's no hair on their feet. Like, I, I feel like it's like a little bit of Uncanny Valley. <laughs> You're blocking because that's your shadow? <laughs> so, again, almost a unanimous block, or I'm sorry, almost a unanimous grab, except for Underscore. Underscore was the sole blocker that time. Also, I blocked it too. It's the hair. It's the, I can't stand the hair. This one's a little bit weird to look at because it's not a screenshot from the game. It's a picture of a TV. found this on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, blocker grab. Again, it's the hair. Although, something about the neck makes me super uncomfortable. Sailor Moon. <laughs> oh, God. More like just sailor. So, we're, takes, a lot of, takes a lot to dress up like a sailor, Chad. Something, uh, I'm, I'm down to grab it, but something about the neck just makes it super uncomfortable. I think it's because the neck is so thick and the head is so small, but looks like it was a little bit split. We got some mixes. We got some grabs. We got some blocks. Okay. Okay. One of these days, I'm going to figure out how to like get a percentage of people that say block or grab. Unfortunately, today is not that day. Our second to last block or grab. Die by sword. I was going to ask you for a picture of yours, but I didn't know how to get a hold of you. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Your character is not included in this. I apologize. 
Uh, it was a grab for me, though. However, second to last, second to last is the specimen. Ladies and gentlemen, blocker grab. Again, it's the, like the, the veiny neck with the tiny head. I can't tell if this person's looking up or if like, their head just doesn't move further down because their neck is so thick. Terrifying. Terrifying stuff. So blocker grab. We got, it's the color of the now defunct Seattle Supersonics. Okay. So two grabs, two blocks were completely tied. Oh, it's three blocks. The twig arms, the twig arms, that gets everybody. The twig arms get everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, I saved the best for last. Obviously, I don't even know why I'm showing this because I know it's going to be a grab, but the last one for today is the most attractive creation during the Street Fighter VI beta, my character. Blocker grab. This is obviously a grab. He has the Dr. Robotnik unhinged eyes. He has a glowing afro. This is what we call peak evolution. Everything, I, if you guys saw the, the, uh, the streams we did, everything in this character serves an evolutionary purpose. Everything in this character serves an evolutionary purpose. He looks like he's about to make a mean bean machine. A hundred percent. This was Dr. Robotnik before he, before he lost all his hair. Can see if he has leg hair though. He doesn't. He's completely hairless. He's completely hairless. And here's why. Because if you're getting into a scuffle, people can't pull at your leg hair. He's completely hairless. But ladies and gentlemen, that was the black rap. Block, I can improve. No, you can't. That's peak evolution. That's peak evolution. Peak evolution. All right. Well, look, we got 15 minutes before another peak diabetes. What do you mean? Are you kidding? How does this say diabetes to you? How does this say diabetes to you? I don't understand. I don't understand. I know we went a little bit long today. The thighs cannot be sustained by one heart. Peak evolution, I'm telling you. We do have to we do have to get out of here before the ad runs. However, I did go a little bit long today. I was not expecting it. However, the 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 streaming and the the the, the streaming and the tournament topic was something that I feel very I, certain I, I, about. I, oh, here we go. Bum Bum is streaming a oh, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters tournament. Let's go raid Bum. So thanks everybody minutes, for joining. Guys. If you can and if you enjoyed the stream. Go over to our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash best of V show. We are up. We are uploading a bunch of stuff there. We're trying to get partnered so we can start monetizing content so we can afford to do more shows on location like we did for Evo and Combo Breaker. Uh, go to best of V show.com to uh, follow all of our socials. We're trying to do bigger and better things. Appreciate Vicious for the big raid. Vicious, you're the man. Thank you so much. I'm out of here. I'm going to send you guys over to Bum. Hit the button. All right. I'm going to send you guys over to Bum. So thank you, everybody, for hanging out, for joining us. Oh, we ready. That's it for me. I'll catch you all on the flip side. Peace out.